All right, we're back again for another legendary. Oh, once again, I love that legendary part. Yes, legendary. Um, drum roll, please. Drum roll. Wait, uh, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was just telling uh, Swala that the last episode that we um, recorded was one of the highest huh. uh, or the most listened to huh. podcast in a long time, huh. which is crazy. That says a lot. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, I mean, I was actually pleasantly surprised because yeah, you thought I was joking. I thought you, I'm like, yo, stop! Don't, 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 <laughs> don't, don't do this. Don't, don't say that. He's like, oh no, for real. So that is very encouraging. Actually. Yes, yes, yes. Um, anyway, how you been? Good. I've been good. You know, it's. Can't complain once again. It's been a it's been a week since we did the last podcast. So maybe slightly yeah, about over a, week, a week, a little bit over a week. Yeah, but you know, life is good. That's isn't uh, it crazy how? Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Up. Just you know, every week that that goes by, you know, there's always something that happens. Like yeah. I feel like there's always so much I want to talk about, and then yeah. this is perfect because. Yeah, in the span to, of a week, we have content for days. <laughs> yeah, you get to get a lot off your chest. Yes. That's one thing I've actually noticed, too. Like, a lot of people, they just want to talk. Mm -hmm. I don't mean that in a bad way, but I feel like a lot of times we're just not listened to. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's really important to have a forum where you can just get that out, you know? It goes a really long way. Yeah. Um, I did have a question for you, um, but before we jump into that you were going to tell tell me a little story do you still want to share that yeah it says let me share <laughs> okay. let me share so right before this uh podcast i was gonna tell him a funny story i mean open to interpretation i'll let you guys decide i think it's pretty funny hmm. so we we're talking about um what was it my friend what, what was how did we went on a date what's that you said he went on a date or something oh yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. he went on a date and he's really enjoying himself like he has had positive experience Every conversation he's had has been very fun. I'm like very happy for him. But <laughs> the first day he calls me, Swala, I'm like, what's up? I'm not going to do this. I'm like, what Wait, are you... He, he didn't want to go on a date? No. He was so excited that he couldn't talk to me about the experience. He was like, Swala, am I always your date? <sighs> I'm not going to do this. <laughs> oh, I see, I see, I see. And, he, and that for me was like such... Like that was the joy he had. He was so mm -hmm. joyful that he wasn't even able to communicate because wow. it, was, it was such a great experience. And like, you know, everything he's told me, I wish people can, exp I've experienced it and I wish people can experience it is just having the full breath and length, let me say length and breath of love mm. or, or loving or a date where there's a lot of love, right? Yeah. Actually. On a first date? On a first date. It was wow. a first date. It was very blissful. And I actually have, you know, I'm curious to know if, a lot of the listeners here have actually had an experience where they've had that true joy, that true, like you're on a high, where no one yeah. else exists but just the you two. Yeah. Uh, that's something that's magical. That's interesting, yeah. yeah. Or do you, did he tell you what they did? Yeah, I mean, they just uh, had, you know, don't want to go too deep into yeah, that. Course, but yeah, I think he had a good time. That's good. Um, it was the kind of connections and conversations they were having. It was, it was beyond just the fake stuff, right? I think we're all put on our best faces to go on a yeah. game. And, you know, as uh, I think it was Chris Rock, he's like, on the first day, that's not you, that's your representative. Mm. And so it did seem like it wasn't just a representative. Now, obviously, it's a first date. So 
you got to take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. But ultimately, the experience that he had, fake or not, was an experience he's going to have on forever. Yeah. So that's that's really cool. But it's just funny because he's he's the guy who's tough, and he's not emotional, and then he's like swallow. <laughs> I'm not gonna do this. Yeah. <laughs> we need to make that a sound effect. Yeah. Whenever someone is saying some crazy stuff, oh, I don't want to get yeah. into it. I'm like, Michael, <laughs> I'm not gonna do it. Let's press that button every yeah, time. So we have to. We have to have yeah. the hookup. That's the next. That's the sound bite right there. Um. No, that's that's really cool. It's. What are your thoughts on? Still, while we're on the topic of dating, on um, paying for dates. Do you Ooh. believe? Well, let's get it. Let's yeah. Get do, it. do you believe uh, that? When you're, first of all, do you believe that people should split or do you believe that it's the job? So let's say a woman really likes someone or a man really likes someone, right? Mm -hmm. So if a man asks a woman out on a date, right? Obviously, as a logical person, you wouldn't expect to ask someone on a date, ask a woman out on a date and then have her pay. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, right? doesn't make sense to me. So... If a woman asks you out on a date, mm-hmm. or a man out on a date, mm-hmm. what is what should be the expectation? Well, my response is I'm always going to pay. That's my response. Okay. Um, I don't think there's a bad answer. It's about what you're setting up the relationship to look like from my perspective. Once again, this podcast is about sharing perspectives. I don't know it all. I never claim to do. <clears throat> but uh, for me, and from what I've seen, I've, uh, I've talked to a lot of people. It's not just anecdotal uh, examples. So when you tend to do things 50-50, it's funny. I think the, the whole Dwayne Wade and Gabriel Union thing came out recently. Yeah. I haven't done any research, so I can't speak to that. So maybe we should like, you know, go look that up. But when, uh, when you start off the relationship or meeting someone where you're splitting things 50-50, I think that that sets the tone of, you know, if someone is traditional. If, if as a guy, you have a traditional mentality, and then you're starting off things with 50-50. Don't expect to have those expectations or put that pressure on her like, oh, you have to do these things because she's also equal to saying no and telling you to do the things that you're asking her to do. And um, it's not about leverage. It's just about when you have that going in, I think it just makes things more 50-50 ac- yeah. across from, from top to bottom, every aspect of the relationship. But I think that when, you know, as a... As for me, as a man, as a guy, uh, if I am taking someone out or she's asking me to be out, I always want to ensure, like, I get joy. I personally get joy from treating a woman. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of guys historically got joy from treating a woman. It's something that gives me pleasure. Yeah. You know, my girlfriend, for example, she talked about how, uh, you know, the last person she dated... Um, you know, it was, she took care of him for a little bit. I'm like, uh, how long? It was a long time. Okay, how long? Uh, like a month or two? Like, wow. <laughs> like so per, from, from, her, from her perspective, that's a long time. And I can understand that. But for me, that's a very short time if I'm yeah. taking care of a person. Um, so I think that most men enjoy taking care of women. So regardless of her wanting to pay or not, I will get joy, and I expect other guys to get joy from it. Now the economy is a different story, so yeah, no, you seriously, might, you might have to you might have to tell her, hey, can you uh, can you, can <laughs> you chip in? <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, 
Yeah, that's interesting. It, my bank account is set up right now. I know, right? <laughs> Kevin Hart. Yeah. Um, that's a that's an interesting perspective. I actually disagree with you, and I'm excited. Oh, I disagree with you because we, we literally agree on everything. <laughs> okay, let's go. So I like I'm, it. I'm glad I disagree with you on this. Yes. Organic. This is organic. Yes. 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 <laughs> and my perspective on this is, if I see someone I'm interested in, mm-hmm. or let's say I'm using a dating app or whatever, mm-hmm. and I want to take her out, mm-hmm. get to know her. Not in a million years would I expect her or even let her pay. I've been in those situations before where it's like, oh my gosh, I had such a great time with you. Um, and she wants to split. And I'm like, no, let's. I, I asked you out. Mm-hmm. I wanted to get to know you. This was on me. I'll take care of it. And it's never really a big issue. Now, on the flip side, I've been in a lot of situations where women ask me out. Mm-hmm. And I'm usually, maybe if I have something planned mm-hmm. or it's my plans are tentative or whatever it is, and mm-hmm. I'm making time for her to spend time with her. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to move things, move my life around and go on a date with you and then pay, pay. for the date, pay for you pay because you asked me out. Then that, that my brain just doesn't work that way. Now in a relationship setting, mm-hmm. my opinion on that is also, also varies. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a beauty in being with a woman or a man that takes initiative. Mm-hmm. Right? So I've never been with a woman Ever that just expected me to pay a hundred percent of the time. Now, if I'm constantly saying, "Hey, baby, let's let's go here," oh, I saw this really cool restaurant. Let's go here. Um, oh, this this really cool uh, thing we should do together. Let's go here. I'm not gonna expect my girlfriend or whoever I'm with to pitch it. Now, if she wants to, that's her prerogative, but that's not my expectation mm-hmm. going in. Um, and I think it's very, it's very, very important to, I love that you touched on like setting expectations early in the relationship, mm-hmm. right? It's really important to set your expectations early in a relationship mm-hmm. because if you create an environment where you're constantly paying for everything mm-hmm. and then a year later you're like, all right, I think we should start splitting. Yeah. I, that's, that doesn't work, right? Yeah. Yeah. And what I always tell people, especially when you're in a new relationship is well, you have to teach people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that we forget mm-hmm. to do a lot because we rely on our past experiences mm-hmm. and we forget that each new relationship is mm-hmm. very, very different. Correct. Um, I also love that you said that you love taking care of the person you're with. Mm-hmm. I like that too. But for me, that goes beyond dinner. It, it shows in other ways. Yes. Do you listen when she's going through a hard time? Are you there for her when she need you to be there for her after she's has she's had a long day mm-hmm. do you i don't know give her a massage do you offer to cook for her do you maybe she just cooked for you and your friends or maybe she just cooked for you do you take the initiative to maybe think that she might be tired and consider doing the dishes after mm-hmm. she just spent three hours cooking mm-hmm. so these are all things i consider Correct. when you're in a relationship and it's um i look at things from a bird's eye view perspective mm-hmm. not just paying for dinner but Mm -hmm. there's so many other areas in our relationships that you have to show up Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times men specifically put too much onus on just paying for stuff where it's the relationship is way more than that there are women that break up with men every single day and the man has been paying for three years that's not going to keep her and i think that what really matters is putting a lot of work into who you are and being the best version of yourself for that relationship. Um, 
you look like you wanted to say something. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I got a lot to say. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, (laughs) yes, yes, let's go. So, I don't know where we disagree. I would say that we disagree on the point that if... Unless I misunderstood you and I thought that we disagreed. Well, well, I, I can see... Okay, this is where I think we disagree. Okay. So, the point that I recall, you said, if someone invites, a woman invites you to go out, and you're gonna move things around to go, you know, do something that you weren't planning. Even if, 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 if I didn't move things around, okay. I, I think that, and just to, the premise of her asking you, right? Right, and, and I just want to just clarify again: if a woman asks me out, I don't mind paying for myself. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying is, there should not be an expectation mm-hmm. that you're gonna ask me out, especially if it's to like an expensive dinner or an expensive event, and then expect me to pay for both of us. So that, that's where I think we don't we don't disagree because the expectation versus the like what I want like so initially how I framed the question my response was what I get joy in doing like I personally enjoy treating my woman not just financially but the attention yeah. you know the in initiative ways, yeah. the leadership there's <clears throat> excuse me there's different ways that I express my my joy and and my excitement for a woman not just financially but I'm just saying initially I my response would be whether 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 she's intending to pay or not, whether she's pulling her card out to pay, I actually I actually watch I actually watch to see what are you gonna do right now if you invite me out and you're just looking at me like expecting me to pull my my card out I'll be looking at you to see how you respond like I'm right. watching. This <laughs> <laughs> is like a staring con- just becomes a staring yeah, contest. Yeah, like, like okay, <laughs> let me see. Like, I- are you gonna pull the card out? Is it gonna pull first? Let me tell you, no, baby, I got it. You but know? you know, and I, I love you said that because of what a lot of women do, they do yeah. the fake pull out. Exactly. Or it's like, oh, they have to go use the bathroom. Exactly. Or it's just like you've been eating all day, but it's or, time to pay. oh, now so a text came through. Let me just look at my phone for the next five minutes. Yeah, women are they, yeah. they're slick, but they, they I think peep game. I peep, peep, peep game too, but I peep game. No, if you want to talk, you have to come to the mic. You can't talk from over there because nobody can hear you. <laughs> all right. Yes, we we have a a, a surprise a surprise guest. guest. Yes. Because I wanted to share my. <laughs> you came in hot. <laughs> I wanted to share my opinion of going on a date with Michael because Michael told me that he doesn't really like on the first date he tries to do something where the girl doesn't or where you don't have to pay. So like. Our first date, just because in his mind, he was saying he doesn't want to like invest before he even knows the mm-hmm. person. So on our first date, let me just, I just want to just clarify. She is right, but let me paint the full picture. My stance is <laughs> when I'm going on a first date, I'm not, I feel like dinner a lot of times clouds um, the your perspective of the person. Mm-hmm. So you can be having a great time at a really nice restaurant or just eating really good food. And because of that, you think you're actually having a good time on a date. Mm-hmm. And my thing is, and this I've been this way probably for like the last 10, 10 years or so. When I go on a date, I like to create an environment where we can actually talk mm-hmm. and get to know each other. Yep. So I never, ever, ever go on dinner first dates. Mm-hmm. I always go to a place where we can just sit down and just talk. Yeah. So that's what she's referring okay. to. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Thanks for clearing that up. And that's what we do. But I thought it was a little... So for me, when I go on a date, food is the last thing on my mind. Like, I'm not going for the meal. I'm going to get to know the person that um, I'm on the date with. So I don't really care that much about, like, the food. So it didn't bother me that 
you didn't like offer any food, but I thought it was kind of interesting because you're like, oh, like, let's go grab drinks and maybe like we'll grab an appetizer at this restaurant in San Diego. And then we had like one drink and that was for the entire night, which was fine because I don't drink a lot and I didn't like come to eat. But in my mind, I was like, this is so interesting. Like he must be so into the conversation. (laughs) But then when I got to know Michael better, I realized that he's just like not into investing on the first date. But then all the subsequent dates you like like the ones right after you did like I think I even was like hey we can split it but you were like oh no no like I got this but so I feel like your first date strategy is more of like like not to pay or like kind of to try to like like you're it didn't seem like you want to invest on the first date fuck no I didn't want to invest on the first date (laughs) I I didn't know you (laughs) I didn't I didn't know you or anybody yeah. else. I, and I think that that's where, um, and I, I'm glad you brought that up, by the way, but I think that's where um, it's really important to understand who you are mm-hmm. and know what you bring to the table. Because mm-hmm. I know what I bring to the table mm-hmm. as a man. I don't mm-hmm. need to show that off on the first day or mm-hmm. even a second day, mm-hmm. right? So for me, it's more important to really get to know the person. Because mm-hmm. I've been on a lot of dates, a lot of first dates where I gave the person a, the space and the right. grace to talk. Right. And they talked me out of the date. Yeah. And they you know, never saw me again. And that's, and that's what I want. I want to really get to know you yeah. and see if I want to go on a second date with you. Because sure. I do feel like going, going to dinner, the environment, you're having a good time, you're drinking, you're laughing, you're doing whatever. It clouds yeah, judgment your judgment of, of yeah. your, what's really going on. What's really going on. Yeah. So that's why I avoid that. So, yeah. so let me add a little modification to, to this whole point here. I think that if I was a serial dater where I was going on multiple dates, right? Like, you know maybe in the past three, four, five months, I've been on like over 10 dates. It's going to get to the point where I'm like, okay, let me just switch it up. I'm not going to pay because it's, okay, beyond the fact that it's expensive, it becomes, I don't know, it slightly becomes boring or I will get bored of that whole process of going out to dinner, paying and not building these relationships. So I think over time, if you want to like, if you've been on seven dates and they haven't worked out and you keep on paying, I mean, if you want to just switch it up, go ahead and switch it up and see maybe that would spark or like another conversation and you guys can connect. But I do think that, you know, it's, it's personal preference. It worked out for you guys in this case, like obviously whatever happened, happened and, and here you are today. <laughs> but it's a good thing. I wasn't hungry. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I do think that, um, for me, I just, like I said, if it was 10 dates later, I might just say, you know what, I'm not paying. I'm going to watch you and just have you pay. Yeah. But overall, I, I just I just enjoy. Now, the other point you made about a relationship being beyond the financial part, 100%, like, that's just the, actually, I think first dates with dinner first date is actually quite boring um, because it's faking. I, I think my personal opinion is you faking, you got to get pretty. And he has to get fresh, and uh, you just say all the things that sound good. My first date was at Dave and Buster's, and yeah, you can call it dinner, but it was really just to re- to reduce the the energy from being so stiff and formal to being just more playful. Mm. Um, and that way, it creates this uh, environment where we're not trying to over-index or over overstate specific things. We're just being casual. Um, and then after that, you know, we live in San Diego or California, so it's very 
outdoorsy like let's go for a hike you know let's let's do these different things we actually walked down um this pier in la jolla uh, off the of the cove uh, this is going to sound romantic watching the sunset <laughs> the sunset we're kissing all that good thing, all that mushy stuff <laughs> That's a good idea. Take, oh. Taking notes. And, and I just want to say, too, and thank you for telling that story, uh, Swala, but I also just want to say um, and credit my girlfriend for taking initiative. She takes a lot of initiative. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's something that more, maybe more, more women can potentially do as well mm -hmm. because I think a lot of women just look to the man to do everything, yeah. especially when it comes to, like, dates or yeah. even just other things. Yeah. And it's really easy to forget that it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. You know, she's constantly asking if she can cook for me. Mm -hmm. She's constantly asking if she can give me massages. Mm -hmm. She's constantly offering to pay when we go out. Mm -hmm. She's constantly offering to split the bill. Yeah. And initially I thought it was just, you know, um, she was just saying it just to, just just to, to say, say it. it. Right. But she really means it. You know, and mm. it comes from the from the bottom of our heart. And I think, go ahead. And and that's where I think that you know, for the guys listening, that's where you should actually pay attention. My girl does the same thing. Like she always offers, and I'm like, no, I got it because I said I, I enjoy doing it. But it's one thing to pretend and just fake offer, but when they take her up on her offer and see if she follows through, and most likely in your case, I'm sure she would. And yeah. same thing with me. I, I do think that it is important to have that initiative from a woman. To your point. I got a million things in my mind at all times and mostly about making money. <laughs> yeah. But you know, family, friends, all that. She's very good at um, it, creating initiatives for us to do, to go do events, you know, places to go eat, things to go do uh, just very, she's very organized. I think most men need to find women that can improve them as far as organization. I think women are just very good at organizing in general. And a lot of other things, yeah, of course. And a, and, yeah. a, and a lot of other things. <laughs> okay, wrong podcast. <laughs> wrong, wrong podcast. Wrong podcast, I apologize. <laughs> you got you to gotta do a flag. You got another sound effect. Flag on the plate. I know, right? <laughs> You are too much. Um, also, I think, and I love, again, I just love your perspective on this. And just to add to that, and we can close out this conversation, mm -hmm. um, it also depends what you're looking for. So, for example, for me, when I was um, going on dates, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't looking for a girlfriend. I was looking for a partner. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that's really important. That's something I've told her a lot of times. And because I was looking for a partner, I had a different set of expectations. Mm -hmm. I wasn't looking for someone that just wanted me to pay for all the time, even yeah. if I could or not. I just that's not what I was into. I wasn't looking for someone that just wanted me to take care of him. Like I don't. I'm not anybody's daddy. I don't have any kids yet. I don't have the time or the desire to take care of anybody full-time. Mm -hmm. That's a grown adult. Mm -hmm. And um, because I, was, I knew what I was looking for, um, I found exactly what I was looking for. And I think for everyone in listening, whether you're a man or a woman, it's really important to ask yourself if you're in a dating and uh, I was going to say dating pool. industry. <laughs> if you're in the dating industry, if you're in a dating pool or if you're in the market, <laughs> what are you looking for? Are you looking for um, a man or a woman that um, is going to have your back unequivocally and be there for you and, and challenge you to be a better person? Because it sounds good, but not everybody's ready for that. You know, are you looking just to have fun uh, for someone that doesn't really demand a lot of you? You can see them maybe 
once or a couple times a week, you know, you have a good time and that's it. But beyond that, they have nothing to offer you. There are a lot of men and women out there like that. They don't really have much to offer, but they're good people and you can have a lot of fun with them. Can you spend two, three days in a row with them just doing nothing? No, they're going to drive you crazy. But when it comes to having fun, they're the person for you. Yeah. So it just depends um, what you're looking for. And that's kind of how I, when I was dating, that's how I guide my dating life is, okay, I'm not looking for someone I can go to a restaurant with and have a blast and talk and have fun and all this other things. I'm looking for, are you capable of having a conversation? Are you capable of... Go ahead. You look like you want to no, say something. Yeah, I just want to you know, expand on what you're saying. So, like, you know, I look at things the same way. I think it, you get to a certain maturity level where it's no longer about fun. Right? Obviously, there's a different phases of your life. You, when you're younger, you want to, like, have a good time. And as you get older, more responsibility. You know, you have less time to put the BS. You just you, you need things to be, like, your life to be more in check. Uh, then you look for a partner. Uh, others may look for a wise. However you want to define it. But... I guess what I was going to ask was what kind of qualities do you cherish the most in a partner? That's a really good question. I think for me, um, I like to look at their background first. Like what is their relationship like with their mom? What is their relationship like with their dad? Um, Are they a good person? How do they treat other people? I think these are things that are really, really important to me. And if any of us pays attention to that, we pretty much get all the information we need. Um, I've dated women in the past that had issues with their dad and it showed in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I've dated um, women in the past that had issues with their mom and it showed in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I've dated women that had self-esteem issues and it showed in a relationship. So you have to be very mindful of who you're with. I hope you guys are taking notes. <laughs> yes. Uh, you have to be very mindful of who you're with. Yeah. Um, and their journey through life as well. I mean, just because there are a lot of us who maybe didn't have the best relationship with their mm-hmm. parents. That doesn't mean we're a bad person. Yeah. But you need to be mindful of that. Yeah. And if you're having issues in your relationship, you need to be aware. Is it because this person needs, you know, needs some self-development? Or is it because they had a strained relationship with their dad growing up or their mom growing up? Because all these things matter as we become adults. Trauma is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah, you guys, like I said, hope you're taking notes because <clears throat> girls can be pretty. It can be all fun. You can you can say you're dating, you've dated a thousand girls, but all those girls are like all, you know, hoes. Uh, and then so you don't have it. You're not actually building experience. I know a lot of people who say, oh, yeah, you have to go through your whole fa- your whole phase so you can understand how women are. No, you just know how hoes are. You don't know how women are. And when you interact with quality women who have who like when you're using the traits that you just described, and you watch enough for these things, you're more than likely going to end up with the right woman because you're going to pick someone based on what fits your current, uh, how you view the world. Yeah. And if, if you use those factors as something to hold on to, then I, I think there will be more successful relationships. Knock on wood. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, no. Do you think if you, if you go through 5,000, or let's make it more realistic, if, you're, if you've been a hoe, and you've dated only hoes, do you think that makes you better at dealing with women or makes you better at dealing with hoes? Um, that's a really good question. I think, honestly, my response to that is just, it just comes down to experience. Mm-hmm. I don't really see it as a hoe or non-hoe thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I, what I do think is important is experience mm-hmm. because... Ex- Can I interject? Yeah, of course. If you do the same thing... And I don't mean sexual experience, by the way. That's well, I know, I know you don't mean that. If you do the same thing 1,000 times... Do you, are you just repeating the same thing 1,000 times or are you getting experience? 
Well, it depends if you're learning from your failures. Because if, you, if you're crossing the street and you get hit by a car and you go to a hospital and you're healed and you do the same thing again the next day, are you really learning anything? But if you get hit by a car and you say, well, I got hit by a car, maybe I shouldn't do it anymore. <laughs> then you've learned. You're learning at yeah. least, right? You know, yeah. so... I think it. I think, but, it, but that that example is very uh, black and white. Where the re, the outcome of getting hit by a car is very devastating. It's very clear. Whereas if there's something where it's more of a mental change or a mental um, decision you have to make, that the, there's no physical outcome. There's the the outcome of you doing the same thing over and over again. You're just having a bunch of bad relationships and maybe a couple of STDs, right? But if the the consequence of doing that is not clear, it's not tangible, you can't hold on to it, you can't touch it or feel it, then I feel like a lot of people can easily get wrapped up thinking they're getting experience from multiple women, and but it's really just repeating the same thing over and over again. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense, and, I actually, and you're actually right about that. Yeah. Uh, again, I think for me, I can only speak for me, right? Mm-hmm. Through my experiences, I've grown as a person, and I think it, it's made me a better partner in a relationship setting. Now, the only reason why I feel like it's made me a better partner is because I, I've learned, or at least I've tried to learn from my experiences. And not only that, I've also looked within and said, all right, I know on the surface it looks like it was this person's fault, or they were doing this, or they, they were doing, doing that. But at the end of the day, it takes two to tango. What was I doing? You know, what was I doing or not doing? And if I feel like, okay, maybe this honestly just wasn't me. Well, I still chose that person. So what made me choose that person? What did I see in that person that made me choose them? Because at the end of the day, I feel like everyone we're with, whether we want to admit it or not, is a reflection of us. At least at that time. <laughs> and, you know, that if, if you really, if you really like analyze what you just said, it's true. But I laugh because, you know, you, if you go down everyone's uh, history, they'll be scared to look at themselves in a the mirror. Because, 100%. <laughs> because of the people you've, you've been with in the past, you don't want to believe that that was who you are. I actually was having this conversation with my brother the other day. Where I'm like, dealing with someone I dealt with in the past, I'm like, dude, how, you know, how did I talk to this person before? Like, how did we have, like, dude, you were just like her. I'm like, stop playing Wow, with that's me. what he said to you. I'm like, wow. no, I don't believe it. He's like, dude, trust me. I told you for years, and you just didn't put two and two together. Because now, I'm like, how are, how did I talk to this person? Right. And you were just like, you're like, you were just like her. And so when you grow, you do see that, you know, you look back, you're like, wow. It's actually a good thing where you, you see as an individual, if you're the person who's grown from those past experiences... It's actually a good feeling where you've seen how far you've come. A hundred percent. hundred percent. That's where accountability comes in. And I think it's it's natural for us to not, it's natural for human beings to not want to take accountability, mm-hmm. especially when that accountability doesn't lead to you being praised. Now, mm-hmm. if it's, if there's a prize at the end, everybody is the first to raise their hands mm-hmm. up. Like, no, I contributed or I did that. Or, or I was mm-hmm. responsible for that. But when there's no prize at the end, um, it's really hard to point the finger at yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that pretty much what we're talking about right now is where accountability comes in. And, and every situation I've ever been in, like I said, I've always looked at myself and said, what hand did I have in this? Yeah. Because it takes two to tango, you know. Um, our special guest wants to say something, so. 
Okay. I was just going to say, I think that there's a really big difference between experience and feedback because I think a lot of growth comes from feedback. So for example, I think there were, I can think of so many people who knew that guy in high school who was like a horrible kisser, but he'd kiss like so many people and just everybody knew, but he didn't know because no one was giving him feedback. So you can have a lot of like quote unquote experience, but not having feedback can really limit your growth. And I think some of the most growth I've had has come from relationships where someone was giving me feedback that allowed me to try to improve. And, you know, I kept getting that feedback. So I I like this. I like where we just went. So on the same point about feedback, um, how do you guys feel about feedback? Obviously everyone has a different approach of how they like to be, you know, told what they can be better, positive criticism. But I, I, I find that I struggle using the same approach um, to discuss certain things with multiple people that I deal with. Um, I like to go with a solution mindset for the feedback. I like to be respectful, empathetic, but I hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that most people need to learn how to get feedback. Do, 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 am I, does that make sense? No, absolutely. Because I think a lot of times when we get feedback, we feel attacked. <sighs> yes. And, you know, the concept of feedback, I don't know, fairly, it's fairly new compared to like before. It's like, oh, you're talking shit, you're talking smack about me, or you're, you don't like what I'm saying. It's an emotional response to feedback where, you know, the, the skill that we should all learn is separating our emotions from the positive criticism we're getting, right? It's to build us to build us to be better. Um, if you start off by telling the person, hey, I'm coming from a place, a place of love and peace, I feel as though that does not do it. That, that does not do the trick. Packaging the feedback, if you're being as honest as possible, is something that people tend to struggle with. Um, and, and like this guy, if you told him he was a bad kisser, how would you... You know, I, obviously, maybe this is a long time ago, but how would you suggest you tell a person he's a bad kisser without him taking it the wrong way? Well, I think th- I think there are different ways. I think if that person is your boyfriend, your girlfriend, it's it's very easy. Um, I think when you come from a place of I know you mentioned this earlier, but I I really do feel like when you come a place come from a place of love and you make it playful. I think intuitively the other person understands that you're not being condescending or you're not trying to be mean or hurt anybody's feelings. I think delivery goes a really, really long way and communication goes a really, really long way. And that's something that is so hard for us to do sometimes. Just knowing how to communicate and be emotionally intelligent takes a lot of work. And I think when you come from a place of emotional intelligence, really good communication, there's really nothing that you can't discuss or, or talk through and okay i'm going to challenge you okay if it, before you do okay. um she wanted to say something so let's let her talk i was just gonna say i think in this example and this is going back to kind of the whole thing that you were talking about when you said hey does someone have a ton of experience like if they're quote unquote a hoe And I think, because the example here is like, if you're in a relationship with someone and you're kind of thinking to yourself, they're a bad kisser, you might be saying like, hey, let me teach you how to kiss. Like, and you help them get better. But if you're 
kissing someone random that like you're not going to see again it's like woo that was not good I'm out like I hope someone else (laughs) fixes that problem and so I think that's like how um you kind of like people can have a lot of experiences Mm -hmm. but then have very different growth trajectories based on the experience and like the opportunity to improve Mm. Um, but yeah. now on to your a, challenge. Curious. Okay. That, I like your point. That's a very good point. Thanks for clarifying there. Um, my challenge is, so like I said, back to the various, there's different people who respond to feedback differently. Also, the person has to be in a receptive state, regardless of the comedy, regardless of the love, regardless of the empathy. The person has to be in a receptive state especially if it's coming from a person that they don't like. Mm-hmm. Imagine you have to communicate with someone that you don't like. Um, we have, we've all been there. Are you able to... Okay, I guess what I'm trying to get to is I feel as though there's a lot of people who just grab at anything you say. So they're waiting for you to open your mouth and say anything that they can latch on to and... Be, and use that as a way to be a victim yeah. and, 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 and not even hear what you're saying and use it as though that you're the one who's speaking from a place of power and who are you to tell me. And, and I just want to say, that. I love that you're saying this. I, I feel this conversation is is maneuvering into a different realm, which is fine, but I feel like that's literally the society we live in now. Everybody wants to be offended. Yeah. It's like, it's it's cool to be offended. You know, you can't really speak your mind anymore. There's no more. I think we kind of touched on this last time. There's yeah. really no more room for debate. Right. I mean, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Do you do you feel open saying the things you want to say in today's society? I think that I find myself being more cautious about my delivery. So ultimately, I think what it does, it does, it makes me, my personal experience being in this climate, it just makes me better at communicating my thoughts where I use more descriptive words. I'm, I'm, I'm not as brash. But overall, in general, I do find myself biting my tongue, um, you know, and saying things, the PG, th- the, the, the PC version of what I want to say. Um, that's not to say that I'm not going to stand what my ground and speak mm. to the things that I believe in. So you're never going to hear me say anything that I am not, I don't agree with. I'm going to I'm going to speak the truth, not my truth, but the truth Um, and always going to be as respectful as possible, because you have to understand that, you know, the the state of the Internet is just the world on a megaphone like this. Nothing is new. I actually did some thinking. Nothing we're going through right now is new. We're just amplifying what is Mm. people gossip, people you know, I used to play this game called Chinese Whispers back in when I was in elementary school. Where you tell somebody something in the ear, and it would sit in a circle. It's like ten people. The more people you add, the funnier it became. But you whisper something in someone's ear. When it comes back to you, it's not. You're like, is this even English? Yeah. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> you know. And so, you know, when that you see that happening in a small group, you put a whole internet, the whole world on the internet. We're gonna just see the reflection of who we are as mm. a people. And so. And the internet is maturing and we're learning how to deal with us on the grand scale. Whereas before you could just silence people, there was not this megaphone, they didn't have their opinions out there, but we've given people a platform and so the, the world is now, the human behavior is now being displayed on the internet. And um, we're still learning on learning how to deal with it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's yeah, I can't top that. <laughs> 
Um, no, that was, this has been a really uh, nice conversation. All because of your friend. We talked, it's been 40 minutes we've been talking about dating now because of your friend. I'm not going to do this. Um, <laughs> um, now you have to have him listen to this episode. Yes. Um, but I want to... Bring him on and have him do the actual recording. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so something I was thinking about earlier, I, I woke up this morning. Actually, it started last night. I got home. And I had a pretty face waiting for me. Mm. And uh, I was thinking about how it was such, this weekend's been such an incredible weekend. As you know, we spent, we were there Friday. We mm-hmm. spent Friday together. That was, that was amazing. Thank, thanks again for coming, by for the way. Sure, that was, that sure. was an incredible time. Sure. Um, and then I have a video of that, that conversation, by the way, with Till. <laughs> I'm, wait, wait. I'm gonna send it to you. you have okay, to you gotta send it to me. That, that's a whole other topic, but um, stay um, tuned. Stay tuned. Yes, um, but this weekend has felt like such an incredible weekend. Just mm-hmm. spent with really good people. Had a really good time Friday evening with you and you know several other people. And Saturday was just beautiful. I spent time with my brother all day. Saw some friends in the evening. Had dinner. And then also spent some time with my girlfriend. Um, and it just got me thinking about the things that actually matter in life. Mm-hmm. You know, and I felt so alive just being around you mm-hmm. and on Friday and being around everybody else and just laughing, having a good time, yeah. eating some good food, having good conversations. Same thing yesterday, talking to my brother. Uh, it was just it was just amazing. So it got me thinking, like, what, what things in life actually matter? Because I think a lot of times that we... We focus on the wrong things. You know, we focus on work. We fo- we focus on negativity. We focus on the things that are wrong in our lives. We focus on the things that we don't have. Um, and I can go on and on. Um, so I say all this to say, um, or to ask you, from your perspective, based on all your life experiences, based on where you want to be in life, what do you think is the meaning of life? <laughs> deep <laughs> you like you uh, like that you like that red carpet i rolled out uh, for no, you that, that's, that red carpet is long as hell <laughs> i don't know if i can make it across but I'll, I'll attempt what is the meaning of life i do not from know. from your purview i don't think there's I, one I, I don't definition an, i don't have an answer for the okay. meaning of life i am i am still you know figuring it out and every day i feel like i get closer and then i'm like ooh, i get new information and i'm like it takes me down this whole different rabbit hole yeah but the meaning of life and how I interpret the, what's important is one of my one of my weak spots that I've been working on is my uh, communication as far as responding to people. You know, you talked about this on the last time we, we met up, like, you know, picking up the phone to call somebody, um, responding to a text. I think being able to build genuine relationships where you have you built a support system um, because you know, it's lonely at the top, as they say. A lot of people who are very su- wildly successful financially commit suicide, and they're in they're in a bad mental space. So, you know, I talked about this last time. There needs to be a balanced approach to life, and I maybe we can look at it as the pillars of life or the corners of life. But love, mm-hmm. health, wealth, and um, what is it? Love, wealth, health, and purpose. I believe I may be wrong. You guys could fact check me on that. But essentially. I look at the life as having different corners and pillars mm, and I we like need that. to keep on building and, you know, spending time with yourself. 
I cannot stress how. And when I say spending time with yourself without any stimulation, one of the things that I've learned, one of the areas that I've I've, I've mastered that, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh, so like that's my, my girlfriend doesn't like that too much. <laughs> okay, let's let let let's talk. Let's unpack that. Just, so she just said I was lying. <laughs> let let's unpack that. So. You know, we live in a obviously digital world. Everything is stimulated by the internet. That's very true. And it's important. We're losing the ability to spend time with yourself. Spending time with yourself means you have to be a little bit bored. You have to be able to sit with your thoughts. There's no external stimulus. It's only internal stimulus. Everything that's stimulating you to act or think is all coming from within and not from outside. If you're able to connect with yourself, I think life becomes just more enjoyable. Life becomes larger to a certain degree where you're just more introspective, you're more controlled, you have cle uh, cleaner thoughts. And I think to, answer, to go back to answering your question, being able to, to develop a relationship with yourself, it goes back to the, the whole relationship building that I talked about. Relationship with friends and a relationship with family and a relationship with yourself. If you don't have a relationship with yourself, you don't know who you are. You go down this rabbit hole of figuring out your life for a long time. But if you do, if you are on that rabbit hole, if you're hearing this and listening to this, try doing some exercises where you just spend time with yourself. Meditate or whatever you want to call it. Think without using a device. Mm. Um, it's, it's, that's such great advice, but it's a lot easier said than done, especially <laughs> this day and age, you know? But don't, so are we, I was talking to my mom the other day. And I was playing FIFA, by the way. Shout out to all the FIFA players out there. Um, <laughs> let me know when you're trying to get this work. <laughs> I was playing FIFA, and I was losing, but I was very into the game, and I ended up winning. And I know this is an oxymoron. I'm talking about no technology. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is I was playing FIFA, and that spirit of winning and challenging myself mm -hmm. was something that I, you know, do we, do we not have that challenging culture anymore? Do we yeah. not get inspired by others? And don't we want to win? So... If you're saying that it's hard for people to put it down, then let's make it a challenge. People, I like to believe people still like challenges. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really good point. Um, Maybe we do challenges every uh, podcast. Like, hey, okay, here's a challenge. Yeah, no, I think that's I yeah. think that's a, that's a really good um, assessment coming from you. Um, I feel like, at least from my perspective, the meaning of life, or one of the meanings of life, is to challenge ourselves and conquer. Uh, and what I mean by that is, I think we're all born into a set of circumstances, mm -hmm. no matter if you're born into poverty or if you're born into wealth or no matter where you come from, you're born with a set of circumstances that you need to overcome. So let's just say you're born into wealth, for example. If you're born into wealth, you're gonna there's gonna be things that you go through in life that strip you of certain experiences. Mm -hmm. Whether it's, under, whether it's being able to relate to someone that doesn't have any money or to relate to just a regular person, mm -hmm. whether it's trying harder to be a good person because you're surrounded by vultures and, mm -hmm. and people that want to take advantage of you mm -hmm. or people that just have a different set of mentality than you do. Um, no matter what your situation is, I think we're all born into, um, we're born with preconditioned challenges. And I think part of the meaning of life is overcoming those challenges. And I also feel like when we really, really look deeper, um, part of the meaning of life is learning certain lessons. So, for example, 
in my life, there's been a theme, or, or at least there, there was up to a certain point. And that theme was the theme of, what's, what's a really good way to put it? It was the theme of attachment. So, especially when it came to, we were talking about dating early relationships. So, there would be situations where I'd be with someone and I was so attached to the idea that they were the right person for me. Mm-hmm. And every time it wouldn't work out, it would cause so much heartache and suffering and pain. Like, man, I was so sure. Mm-hmm. I had all the signs written on I was so sure. And over time, I started realizing that this is trying to teach me something. And um, what I ended up learning was, you know, and I've said this in the past, one of the main reasons why we suffer so much is because of attachment. And in my case, I had to learn how to detach from the idea of feeling like somebody is the right person for you and it's not and it's still not working out and i think we can all relate to that in a sense where we've we've been with there's always that one person that Mm -hmm. we've all been with that we're just so sure they were the right person and for some people it works out and for some people it doesn't Mm -hmm. Um, but i think for the most of us we can all look at our lives and see areas that we're attached to that might not be the healthiest thing and what i what i truly believe is um we're here to learn learn lessons in life and until we learn those lessons, they're going to keep happening. And that's one thing I noticed with me. I, I kept falling into this repetitive cycle or maze of me feeling like somebody's the right person for me and it wouldn't work out. And I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting what the lesson was, which mm-hmm. is, no, you need to let go. Mm-hmm. You need to love, but with also realizing that this might not work out. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I think there are a lot of areas of our lives that um, we can look to to learn lessons from and all our, all our lessons are different like we all have different lives maybe for someone else it might be they've been abused their whole life lives and they just never stand up for themselves mm-hmm. and it's going to keep happening until they finally get that strength to say enough is enough mm-hmm. i am not a victim this is not who i am i'm not going to let this happen to me anymore mm-hmm. um for other people it comes in in different ways mm-hmm. um and i'm actually going to try an experiment right now I, and i'll challenge you to, to and ask you this question if you sit and look at your life, mm-hmm. there's definitely one or two or several areas where you've noticed a, re- a repetitive occurrence mm-hmm. in your life. If you really think about it, mm-hmm. what is one thing that comes to mind right now that you've noticed over time? It could be over years. It could be just started recently. It could be work related, personal, friendship, whatever, that you just notice something keeps happening that you don't want to happen. Hmm. One of the things that I would say <clears throat> right now that comes to mind is quickness to response, Qu- mm-hmm. quickness in response. Mm-hmm. So my, how fast am I to respond to specific matters, whether they're urgent or not? And when I tend to be on top of it, mm-hmm. the results tend to be positive. And when I tend to be more you know, relaxed there or more relaxed about it, then the results tend to become not as desirable. So that's an example where, like I said, quickness to responding to a specific thing or a person or, or a message. So just how fast you respond. Yeah, yeah. And I think we can all learn something from that, like I said earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing when it comes to like this topic on life is also realizing, and I think we've all heard this quote, like nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. And it's really important to live in a moment Mm -hmm. 
I think that's something that we can all do more of. Yeah. Uh, no, go ahead. Well, one of the things that has been sitting on, on my mind as you talk about life and what's the meaning of life, there's a lot of people who don't. So would you? There's a lot of people who don't learn from their mistakes. There's a lot of people who in a rep repetitive cycle. I would actually argue that most people in a repetitive cycle, and a few of us, or a few a few people, actually come out of that, and they they identify they work on it and they get better. Identify I work on it get better. Majority of people, if majority of people are not living or learning, are they living life? Are they li living a shell of their life? Are they are they not fulfilled? Like, if that person is listening to this, what what emotions do they feel? Like, I I don't think everyone is capable of changing. Um, yes, you can change. You can change in a momentarily. You can change, you know, for a specific time. But if the habit is not developed and it's not really treated seriously, I think things tend to either revert back to how they were or it just is too much stress for the person. Now, if a person is here and not living or learning and uh, getting better, and you said the purpose of life from your perspective is to overcome. What does it mean when you don't overcome? Are you, yeah, what does it mean when you don't overcome? Oh, and, and, and then that person ends up dying. <laughs> I love that. Um, I also believe in reincarnation. So I think that when we don't overcome, what happens? We have to keep trying to overcome, mm. right? And I think that that's a big part of growth. Mm -hmm. um, and we can even see that in just everyday life. If you're going back to relationships, if you're in a bad relationship, or if you're in a relationship, it doesn't work out. You don't learn from it. You don't overcome. Mm -hmm. Uh, guess what's going to happen? Your next relationship is going to probably turn out the same way. Mm -hmm. So that's part of, to me, the journey of life is uh, learning from your experiences and also overcoming, conquering, growing, overcoming the obstacles, learning to keep going when you fall and realizing it's, it's not the end. Um, I think another important part of life is just actually main, mindfulness as well. Mm-hmm. I think that's something we all take for granted. Like you just said that earlier, the importance of knowing how to be by yourself and be still, um, not being scared of who you are. I've had moments where I was meditating and I realized how powerful I was. Mm -hmm. And it's the weirdest feeling. It's really hard to put into words. Mm -hmm. but And in that split second, I felt fear. Yeah. And I was just shocked, like, why why am I fearing my power? Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that we, a lot of us do subconsciously. It's not a conscious thing. Yeah. Um, we're scared of our potential, right? Um, we're scared. And I don't mean that. Sorry, we're scared ahead. of our potential. I think we're also scared of our failures. I, you know, from my from my memory, when I before I became as uh, mindful of myself and of my spirituality and of my energy, I did fall into the category of always looking for the thing the next thing to distract me mm -hmm. right there's people who have these habits where everything they can do even if their life is now still because of the things around them are not providing stimulation or they're not stimulated by the environment they will go seek another environment to get stimulated and one of the things that i noticed was that made the things so for example i told you i wasn't responding on time there's other things that i've dealt with 
And the more and more I became more, uh, I, I thought I was, it was as though I, I knew I had to spend time. It's like, you guys really know you have to spend time with yourself, but you keep on fighting it. You're stubborn. You become stubborn mm -hmm. and you don't want to actually address the things because it's overwhelming. Maybe there's a bunch of things that have piled up. And so you're like, oh, I'll get to it when I get to it. Mm -hmm. And there's a certain level of overwhelm that I think that is fearful. It's like this big giant monster that's, you know, the, the day you decide to face it is like, oh my goodness, like this day is going to be this, you know, I, I think we're all waiting when, I, at least for me, I was waiting for this day to just magically appear where mm -hmm. I handled all the, the things that I hadn't handled. <coughs> but yeah, it, but it was really just locked in me pushing things away because I was looking for additional stimulation to help distract me from what I had to face. That's really... <laughs> <laughs> I was going to sneeze right after you got done talking. Um, that's really well put. Um, that's really, really well put. I think that... Actually, can you keep talking? <laughs> um, we have a quick break right now. Uh, so you guys know this is live. Maybe we can practice using this uh, breaks for advertisements, for Talia sound bites. I'm ready. <laughs> Is water wet? That's a really good question. <laughs> I'll let you think on that. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's funny. Um, but yeah, I, I think, honestly, you put it really well. Um, I think, like I mentioned earlier, uh, you know, going back to life, I think it's really important to remember that nothing lasts forever. Like, you know, the beauty of um, transience, mm -hmm. for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to always remember the power of being mindful. Like mm -hmm. you just said, mm -hmm. being able to sit by yourself. Mm -hmm. uh, we live in a world now where it's like, it's always go, 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 mm -hmm. go. So many distractions in every way when it comes to technology, when it comes to entertainment, mm -hmm. when it comes to dating, mm -hmm. when it comes to everything. Mm -hmm. There's just so much information overload. Yeah. yeah. So living in a world like this and, and having the, the power and being able to harness your stillness, man, it's priceless. Yeah, there's you know? something that I'm reading, uh, actually I've read, it's by Jim Quick, it's called Limitless. And he talks about digital deluge, uh, digital dementia. Um, and these, these are things where, because we overwhelm ourselves, our memory even takes a, a hit. Like mm -mm. our short-term memory takes a hit because we're just being overwhelmed with all this information, right. the information age. So being very mindful of how you consume the internet. Actually, I agree. Is, is, is Actually, that's actually going to lead me to my next point. Uh, you know, right now you seem to be in a place of peace. You seem to have, you know, connected with your, with your other side and you're more mindful. How would you advise a person to go ahead and start taking steps to be more mindful, to help deal with whatever, whatever they're going through, to help them with their relationships, right? What kind of advice? Because you already gave them about the things to look for. Right. right in the relationship side but as far as the advice to help them start making changes you know i, I always want to give people you know some nice gems they can take away no absolutely yeah. you uh, you you have uh an ability to ask amazing questions oh, i have to give you that i, I have to give that to that. you you're really really good at that i appreciate that. um to your question uh what i'd say it really helped me especially when i got started on my journey is just honestly reading Mm -hmm. I think we undervalue the importance of reading. Mm -hmm. And I remember growing up, my brother, he's a psychologist. He just always had a ton of books around. Yeah. And I just never understood the idea of just having so many books around that 
because reading just seems so boring to me. Yeah. And as I got, um, as I matured more and you know started my self development journey, books literally changed my life. And so, to your question, I'd say honestly, start start there. Uh, there's so many books out there that really are easy to digest, and they help you grow and help you learn a lot more about yourself. Um, one one book that comes to mind right right away if you're let's say wanting to um, be a better partner in your relationship mm-hmm. um, is maybe reading the five love languages and understanding what your love languages are and not only your love languages understanding the other person's love languages prior to reading that book I just assumed that the way I receive love is how I should be giving love as well and that's just not the case because we all re- receive and give love differently so your love language might be let's say physical touch but your other your partner's love language might be gifts yeah. or time spent so you can't expect everyone to go through life through your purview right Correct. so that's that's one way i would say yeah. uh, that's one book i'd recommend let's just say if you're looking to work and, on and your that's i like that you, you dropped that book that's a very important book i haven't read it yet um i know a lot of people who have my girlfriend also has read it so definitely a, a good one their your relationship um your relationship skills would definitely improve no 100%. everybody's different and, and you know you need to know your love languages so you know what you actually like for both guys and women absolutely absolutely yeah. and then if you're more on the spiritual side and um maybe on the religious side and you uh, want to have a better understanding of why certain things happen the way they do and you have a lot of questions i recommend anatomy of the spirit mm-hmm it's a really, really great book. Easy to digest. Super short. It's only about two hours long. Um, it's written by Caroline Miss. And it's just one of the best books I've ever read. And it's, again, it's not, I wouldn't say it's religious. It's just, um, it lays a really strong foundation of why certain things happen the way they do from a spiritual standpoint. Yeah. And it's, it's a great book. Um, if you're looking to learn more about who you are as a person um on this earth as a spiritual being on this earth I recommend The Power of Now mm-hmm. that's a powerful book yeah have you read that book by no the way? I, have okay. it, I have it on my to read list okay it's one of the, those books that really just changes your perspective yeah um, on a lot of different things yeah. um, if you're in a place in life where you're fed up with work mm-hmm. and you want to find other avenues to make money you need some motivation mm-hmm. and you want to draw from other people's experiences mm-hmm. I'd recommend reading The 4 Hour Work Week by mm-hmm. Four Hour Work Week yep. by Tim Ferriss. Yep. Um, I read that book and and felt very understood. Yeah. Because prior to reading that, I felt I felt alone. Yeah. Like, man, am I the only one that doesn't? Yeah. Want to work all day? You know. Yeah. Um. So that helped me really understand that no, there are a lot of people who want to think this way, and it's not impossible to get out of that. Yeah. And but, guys, like this may sound very you know cliche or okay, sure we've heard this a million times, but I. Actually, as he was talking, I started looking back into my life. And when mm-hmm. I saw things start to change, and it really was when I picked up that book. Mm-hmm. I, I started picking up books and reading and getting new perspectives. And that helped shape my my mental thought process. It helped with my creativity. It helped with my energy. So please, do not just say, okay, sure, here we go again with reading books. These books are very crucial to development. And on that topic, um, or I guess on that note, I just recalled the four different things that I referred to earlier. Because I think this is very, actually very important. I was able to visualize these things that I'm just going to say. And um, I think it helped me a lot. So um, once again, the author is Jim Quick. By, uh, the book is called Limitless. And there's Digital Deluge. This refers to consuming too much information 
and this can lead to poor memory, mental fog, lack of good quality, and sleep and fatigue. The other one is digital distraction, and this refers to like constant interruptions from like your notifications, the text, and social media, and that takes away from your ability to focus. The other two, uh, digital dementia, this refers to relying too much on technology and not using your own brain. It's like a muscle, right? If you keep on using, you know, if I don't use my hands, my yeah. hands are going to get weak. If I yeah. don't use my, <laughs> my, like, you know, you got to keep on working that muscle. And so with technology, chat GPT and all these things, we still got to stay agile and not just heavily rely on them, even though I know it's still like, you got you to gotta weigh your options. Yeah. What's more efficient for you? What works best for you? But the point is, don't just let something take over your cognitive function. Uh, the last one is uh, digital depression. And I think this one is actually quite serious. Depression is a big thing for uh, playing the world, mostly, I think, I think America actually, but I know this affects everyone ever since COVID. But digital depression, this refers to the negative impact that social media and other, these other platforms can have on your mental health. Uh, feeling very lonely, having anxiety. You walk past someone, they put, pick up their phone. We talk about this all the mm. time. Low self-esteem. I told you about the, the dancer who told them to look in the mirror and give themselves a compliment. Yeah, they couldn't they give couldn't themselves that, a compliment. Yeah. So it's it's really uh, these four things. I need I need you, you the listeners, to please uh, you look it up. Uh, see, you know, maybe rewind, hear what I said. <coughs> just figure out where you stand and understand, know who you are. I love that. Thank you so much. You you have you're very intelligent sensei. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Full of wisdom. Um, and, and on this topic of life, I just want to just end uh, with one or two more things. And, and that is the importance of um, one being positive. Mm -hmm. uh, life is, I don't want to say life is always going to be difficult, but life is always going to throw us wrenches. And we can all relate to the fact that there are times in life where we feel like, oh, yes, I finally have it figured out. And life is like, nope, you thought you did. Sure you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do can. <laughs> And, and, and we, we yeah. go ahead. Go no, ahead. no, that's going to sit you right back down. Exactly. So we can all relate to that. Yeah. So I think in, in those times, it's really important to stay positive and, and not get bewildered and just realize life is truly like a roller coaster. Yes. You're never going to be down your whole life. And no matter how hard your situation is, and you're never going to be up your whole life, no matter how hard or how, how good you have it. Yeah. Like you always say, there are wealthy people who commit suicide every single yes. day. You know, money doesn't mean anything. Yes. Being at the top doesn't mean anything. Yes. So it's really important to always stay standard um, and just know that if you're in a really bad um, situation, it's going to get better. And if you're in a really good situation, it might not last forever. So just be ready for the storm. Smile, guys. The moral of the story yes. is smile more. Yes. I, I get told this all the time. Like, Swala, like every time, you know, I see you, you always like you have good energy. You're always yeah. smiling. Like. My life is not perfect. It's far from it, right? Yeah. But for me, I don't... Like, the fact that I can wake up and breathe, the fact that I can be here talking to you guys, the fact that I can just go for a walk yeah. and enjoy nature and just the, small, the simple things in life, is priceless. And we put too much weight on, on materials and situations. Just live your life. Do what's best for you and the people around you. And yeah, don't life is serious, but don't take it too serious sometimes. I agree 100%. Um, and then the last thing I was just going to say is just gratitude. It's really yes, important. Yes. Um, for example, my mom loves praying. Yes. And I was speaking Same. to her a couple of weeks ago. She was saying, uh, yeah, you know, just, I've been praying for you, blah, blah, blah. I was like, thank you so much, mom. And I was like, but when are you going to say thank you to God? 
I was like, you've been praying for 60 years. <laughs> you haven't said thank you one time. Yeah. I mean, I was exaggerating. But yeah, 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 yeah. I literally said, you've been praying your whole life. How many times have you actually just prayed, but to not think. to ask for anything, yeah, just to think but of. to say thank you? And she was just stunned. She couldn't, mm. she couldn't believe what I was saying because she had never thought about it. Yeah. And I gave her the example of, imagine if you had a child or someone that you really, really loved that you would do anything for. And if all they've ever done in their whole life is just ask you for stuff. How would that make you feel? And uh, that's what I asked her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just silence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that moment, I think she finally got it. Like, man, that does make sense. Yeah. How can I spend my whole life every every day, asking. every... I just asking, asking, yeah, yeah. asking. Like, God knows your heart. Yeah. God knows you already asked three, three days ago. You don't need to remind him. <laughs> Give thanks. Yeah. You know, set time aside where you're, when you're praying... You're just praying to just say thank you. Yeah. It goes a really long way, and yeah, and and like you know, to just to harp on what Michael is saying, whether whether or not you believe in God or not, just the idea of being grateful yeah. and, and and giving gratitude, you know, that that's what matters. Um, we're both Christian. I, I mean, I'm not. I was raised Christian. I don't know about shells. Raised Christian, um, and yes, yeah, similar background. My mom prays, and we all pray. But you know, I know every all, not all listeners may be Christians. But it's still the same concept. Giving, be grat- yeah. be grateful, give gratitude, give thanks, and uh, connect with your energy. Yeah. Gratitude transcends everything. It transcends culture, transcends religion, transcends language. You could be in any country, and somebody does something nice for you. You might not even understand their language, but if you just close your hands and you bow, they just you know automatically Michael, human language. You just know what that means. You know what, Michael? This is a perfect. This is a perfect way to end. What is the name of this podcast? <laughs> I'm human. Okay. <laughs> it's so, true. So we came back and we didn't even plan this. But once again, it transcends through culture. It yeah. transcends through race, love, gratitude, mm. peace. The things the things that are core to us as human beings here, it doesn't matter who you are. It's always going to work. So we need to just be more thankful, more loving. And uh, I think the world would be a better place. Yeah. It will, I mean, I not agree. a utopia, but I think it would be better than where we are right now. I agree. I agree. There's there's so much more we can dive into, but we're going to wrap things up here. Um, it's been great talking to you as always. As always. This, it's like a thera- therapeutic session. Yes, like a therapy and I hope session. the listeners too, you guys enjoying that therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to share the love. <laughs> yes, yes. And thanks to our special guest uh, today. That was very... Um, much needed. Yes. Uh, woman's amazing woman's perspective. Yep. And uh, yeah, until next time, guys. Again, the we're gonna be dropping this on the Cheesecake and Coffee, Cheesecake and Coffee <laughs> podcast. But we are going to be uh, moving on to a to our own podcast pretty soon. We don't know when. Uh, it might be next episode. But just in case you don't hear us drop any more episodes on this podcast. Um, the name of our podcast is going to be called Swallow. I am human. Yes, it's going to be called I am human. And uh, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things that define us as human beings. Uh, philosophy, society, commentary, just a host of different topics. Um, so definitely check us out. And uh, Swallow, you want to close us out? Thanks, guys, for Spending, what, an hour, two hours listening to us again. Uh, It's been great talking to y'all. Looking forward to to the next one. All right, guys. Until next time. Peace Peace and love. Peace and love.